0: This is Bariatric Life podcast where we share stories about weight loss surgery. We are not doctors, nor have we ever played one on TV. Please contact your doctor for medical advice. Now on to the show. When you Hello, and welcome to Bariatric Life. This is Amanda.
1: And this is Chris. And today, we're going to talk to...
0: Heather. Found Heather on Instagram, where I'm finding all the interviewees. Heather is a nurse, and her medical perspective was very
1: interesting. It was. I very much enjoyed talking to her. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we mentioned in the podcast, my mom being a nurse, it was... At least for me, a very more relaxed, more comfortable interview.
0: Mm-hmm. We totally forgot to talk to her about meeting Carol Baskin.
1: Yes. And that was very disappointing. I very much wanted to see what Carol was like and ask, you know, did you have, you know, what did you talk about? Did you ask her about Dawn?
0: <laughs> Which tiger did you feed him to?
1: Which, if you haven't, Seen season two of Tiger King. It's, in some ways, it's not as crazy as season one, but in some ways, it's even more crazy. But it did change my feelings about Carol.
0: You were saying about Carol Vascon before our dogs rudely interrupted
1: us. Oh, um, I don't know if she did or didn't have anything to do with his disappearance, but I mean, kind of sounds like he had it coming.
0: Yeah, I forgot about that. He's involved in some shady shit
1: some seriously shady shit immoral sick, shady shit but
0: anyway heather was a delight to talk
1: to she was I
0: thoroughly enjoyed it and had a great time and learned a lot to so check out this episode this is heather heather give your your instagram handle yeah sure
2: so I, i've changed it a few times over the last few months trying to decide what i want it to be but it's balanced underscore life underscore with underscore
0: heather bomb Awesome, B A U M and, and then give your stats if you don't mind. Your highest weight, goal weight. Sure. So stuff.
2: my highest ever weight was two seventy. Um, my surgical weight, which was pre sleeve, was two twenty three. My current weight is one thirty two. Um, and I always say my goal weight is badass because I don't really have a goal weight per se. You know, That's I just perfect feel healthy and look like a badass. <laughs> and are you at badass? I, I'm getting there. Yeah, I'm Good. getting there.
0: <laughs> and you had said previous, G, did you have two surgeries?
2: So I've actually had three.
0: Um, okay. I had
2: a gastric band in 2010, um, and I developed an esophageal stricture about five years after that um, from the band just being so tight. Um, causing effects on the esophagus. And so I had all the fluid removed. (laughs) I tried um, like medical therapies for weight loss, tried all different kinds of diets again, um, and Probably about 2018 into 2019, I started exploring surgical options again because my, I had plantar fasciitis. I had trouble with my hips and my back because mm-hmm. um, I had regained all that weight back. So then I had VSG March 3rd of 2020. So literally like the week COVID hit, I was in yeah. the hospital <laughs> with my surgery. Um, and then at about four months, I started with really bad reflux. Um, mm. so after lots of investigation, my lower esophageal sphincter wasn't closing. So everything was just bubbling right back up again. Um, and so I actually had conversion to bypass in September of 2021. I forgot what year it was. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what year is it? I don't even know anymore. It's all a blur.
0: Yeah.
2: So yeah, so that's Ooh. where I'm at.
0: And how's that been working out for you?
2: Great. I, knock on wood, have had no issues since I converted to bypass. So
0: no more reflux. Awesome. Yeah, it's great. And what was the start of your weight loss journey like?
2: Um, so I was 29 going on 30 at the time. And I am a nurse. I'm nurse practitioner now. And I knew if I didn't get control of my weight, I was going to have medical problems down the line. And I didn't want to be one of my ICU patients laying in that bed eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had two kids at this point. Um, that really kind of triggered my weight loss. I didn't have weight issues growing up. Um, I gained 95 pounds with my first pregnancy. Um, And really didn't lose a lot of that afterwards and then gained some more with my second. Um, So being a mom of two, being a nurse, I knew that I needed to get control of my health.
0: Yeah. And it seems like a lot of people started out with the band and then Mm -hmm. went a different route after that. Why did you initially choose the band?
2: Right. So in 2010, um, the sleeve was fairly new. I mean, it has Mm -hmm. been around for quite some time, but wasn't really as popular. The band was really popular at that time. Um, And I was really scared of the bypass. I knew all of the malabsorptive issues and dumping syndrome, all those things that come along with it. Um, And so I was like, all right, well, let's try this and see how it goes. The problem was that they didn't realize all the long-term issues that come along with a band. Um, And so I thought this would be the great option for me. Um, And I did lose 90 pounds with the band. So I did really well for having a band. But then five years out, that structure developed.
0: Yeah, we had a friend that had the band and she had an issue. I don't remember exactly what it was, but she had Mm -hmm. an issue as well. And she ended up having...
1: I think it was a, I think it was a similar issue where it was just, it was, it was tighter than it should have been. And it was causing.
0: Yeah. I, I mean,
2: my family knew, I think I would get a look on my face when we were eating that everybody just needed to calm down because mom was having trouble (laughs) and things would get stuck. Things would get stuck all the time. I was vomiting Mm -hmm. all the time. I, I said, I I would slime all the time because your esophagus makes a lot of fluid to try to push things through the band and it would just, all the slime would come out with it. It was just, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. I was just trying to like force the food down and then just all this Mm -hmm. slime comes up along with the food. It's it's gross. It was not fun. It was not fun. And it was really embarrassing. If I would be out or at work, I would just get that feeling. I'm like, I have to go to the bathroom like now. And then I would come back probably looking fairly distressed because I just puked. (laughs) Yeah. So Yeah. It was, it was not fun. No.
0: And how long did you have the issues with it?
2: Um, I I, pro- I tried to deal with it. Well, the vomiting oh. issues was pretty much basically the whole time with the with the band. But when I noticed I had something different was. I would feel like food was getting stuck in my throat, food, Mm -hmm. even a Tylenol, I would feel like it was stuck in my throat. And I knew something was different. So that's when they did the EGD and saw that I had that narrowing of my esophagus. So then you know, the fluid needed to come out.
0: And then with the VSG, the, the reflex, I guess Mm -hmm. that, that happened pretty soon after.
2: Uh, so it started at about four months. It, and, you know, it is a fairly common occurrence with the sleeve. Mm-hmm. Um, not everybody gets it fortunately. Um, but it was really not just heartburn. You know, I was taking the, um, I was on protonics. I was taking that religiously. I was, you know, trying, trying to avoid acidic things, trying to avoid coffee, which I love. Um, but Uh, It was like seven hours after I ate in the middle of the night, I would sit up and everything would be in my throat. Um, I got to the point where I actually like breathed it into my lungs. I had an episode of chest pain. So I can see where people think they're having a heart attack when they have really bad reflux. Cause Holy moly, that was like the worst pain I've ever had. Um, And then I was like, all right, enough is enough. Like something's not right here. So I ended Mm -hmm. up getting, um a swallow study done and um since i work at the hospital i know some of the techs they're like hey you want to see this i was like sure so they showed me i was like oh my sleeve looks pretty good you're like they're like yeah the sleeves looks good but 90 percent of what you're swallowing with the barium is coming back up into your throat um wow yeah so then um to kind of test it even further i had something called a bravo capsule so this is really Mm -hmm. cool technology They, some places don't do this. They have a test where they can put a little tube down your nose into your esophagus and it measures the pH of the acid um, that's refluxing. This is actually a little capsule and they attach it to the distal end of your esophagus and that um, through Bluetooth technology actually transmits to this little box that measures your pH. So that came back um, as severely high. So I was having a lot of reflux.
1: Does that have the little camera too in it?
2: No, 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 no. But it's actually like connected to um, your esophagus and after a few days it falls out and eventually you pass it through.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty cool technology. That sounds pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah. Have you, did you have any complications with the bypass at all?
2: No, fortunately, everything went fine. I was in the hospital for a day, went home the next day. I have to say, like, I felt really, really weak and tired for about six weeks um, mm-hmm. but you know, I was, this is my like third go around with the liquid diet and all that fun stuff. So to right. be expected. Um, but I, <laughs> my recovery was really quick. I was back to the gym within six weeks. I'm kind of eased back into it. So I started getting into weightlifting again, which I do, um, a few times a week. So Um, Yeah, the recovery has been great, and they had predicted I would get down. I was one seventy six pre conversion. They predicted I would get to about maybe one hundred and fifty pounds post conversion. I'm at one thirty two right now, and I'm still losing like a pound or two a week. Oh wow! Yeah,
0: eventually you'll just float
2: away. You'll I know. (laughs) I'm gonna melt away, (laughs) and I'm only five foot one, so like it's like where'd you go?
0: What has been your favorite non-scale victory?
2: Um, Honestly, it's being able to pick anything out of my closet and be comfortable in it. Because
0: as everyone mm-hmm. who's
2: gone through this journey knows, it's the, okay, we're going to go on date night or whatever. And you pull out 50,000 outfits and you hate everything. And then there's a pile of clothes on your bed and you're in tears because you can't find anything mm-hmm. to wear. So like being able to yeah. wear anything and be comfortable in it is like the best feeling. And being able to go to any
0: store and shop too. Yeah. Yeah, imagine. that
2: too. Yeah. You know, it's it's funny. Even with my band, when I lost the 90 pounds, I went into Lane Bryant one time and she's like, we don't add anything in here for you. <laughs> I'm like, hold on, hold on. Like I was still in like a size 12 jeans then. So I was like, there, there are size 12s here. But
0: yeah, it was pretty funny. <laughs> it was a good feeling. W- yeah. I was just <laughs> TMI possibly, but I was, Chris and I were putting up the laundry and I was like, I think I need to buy new underwear. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Big. I
2: saw, I saw a meme the other day that was like, girls, you need to throw away that big underwear.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, I need, I need to go buy some, some new drawers.
2: Yep. Yep. <laughs>
0: <laughs> thing, what about like, your, you know,
2: you can go into Victoria's secret now and feel comfortable being there and not feel
0: like, Awkward, yeah. I and can't. what is your? To... <laughs> no, <laughs> people look at him funny. I always
1: get weird looks. And, <laughs> and I'll just wait outside.
0: Well, and he, he touches it real creepy and smells, yeah. It it picks and... up like the little
2: do things, that like once, um... <laughs> one
0: time you get asked to leave,
2: yeah, yeah, you get kicked out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what is your favorite non food reward?
2: Um, my favorite non-food reward, um, actually I have put fit clothing for that, (laughs) for that too. Um, but, um, you know, I, I love going to the gym and Mm -hmm. I love, um, not just working with my personal trainer, but the fact that I can do pretty much everything in like a yoga class or I can do an hour long spin class and not be out of breath and not be in pain, Like just being able to function like that, I think is so rewarding. Mm
0: -hmm. That an hour long spin class sounds terrible to me. (laughs) (laughs)
2: They actually, so they do like a half hour into it. There's a recovery song. So you can leave, hit a half hour if you want to, but you can stay the whole hour, which I typically do.
0: (laughs) Oh my goodness. And not be out of breath. That's really impressive.
2: Yeah. Because before I had my sleeve, when I had regained all that weight, there was one flight of stairs from the lobby to my office. And I was, I couldn't walk that flight of stairs. I couldn't Mm. even walk on the same level from my call room to the ICU. I would be
0: out of breath. I noticed recently I was like, I'm just going to test myself. And so I took the stairs up to my office and I was like, huh, I didn't feel like dying just now. Yeah, yeah, it's
2: amazing. <laughs> yep.
0: It was incredible.
2: Yeah, that's and
0: awesome. So you mentioned exercise. You mm-hmm. weight lift and spin. What el- mm-hmm. what else do you enjoy doing?
2: Um, so pre- even pre-surgery I started working with a personal trainer cuz I feel like I need that accountability to someone else other than just myself. Cause I feel like if I'm like, Oh, I'm going to go to the gym at five 30, I find 10 other things at home that I could be doing, mm-hmm. but I have an appointment with him and I'm like, I can't miss my appointment because you know, I have to be there for him. Right. Um, so, you know, that helps me show up, um, and be there, but I love, I found that I love weightlifting. I love the fact that I'm getting stronger. Um, we did our my body fat analysis yesterday, and I lost 10 pounds between January and um, yesterday. And my lean body mass, I only lost a few pounds, you know, because the restricted caloric intake still, we have to be really mm. careful. But I lost a lot of fat, too. So in that analysis, they looked at excess body fat, which your visceral fat, like around your organs, which is what sets you up for, you know, a lot of medical problems. Mine went from 39 pounds in 2020 to five pounds. Oh, wow. So that was wow. so exciting. So building that lean muscle really, really helps your metabolism. and helps you burn, um, burn fat. Um, and then, of course, yeah, I do the spin class sometimes. Always an hour, um, but yoga, Zumba, um, yeah, I just love it all. It's so I'm gonna try Insanity tomorrow for the first time. So we'll see how that goes.
1: Oh, just what the, is name. Insanity? the name. The um, name sounds scary. yeah, I know,
2: yeah. I know. A lot of them are like those Les Mills classes, like like Body Pump. Um, they have a Body Pump class. I'm not sure what Insanity all entails, but I'll let you know. <laughs>
0: And were you a big exerciser before the surgeries?
2: I liked it, but I just couldn't because my feet hurt so bad. Mm-hmm. The shortness of breath was awful. Um, my IT bands were so tight in my hips that it was really, it just hurt to move.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: so I, I always enjoyed the gym. I just felt like I i couldn't do it well enough to get to where I needed to be.
0: Yeah. What has been the most physically challenging part of your journey?
2: Gosh, I can't really think of anything off the top of my head that's physically challenging. I mean, my trainer was really great to work through my IT band issues by focusing first on like functional training. So making sure that we were kind of loosening that i um, and working with that because it was very limiting in what I could do because it it's a band that goes from like your lower back around into your knee. So I was really limited in my mobility because of that. So mm-hmm. working through that um, really, really helped. Um, otherwise, physically, now that I've lost one hundred and thirty eight pounds total since my highest weight, Um, and I've lost so much since my conversion, I'm noticing more and more loose skin and it never Mm. really bothered me before, but now it's like, it looks kind of (laughs) wrinkly. I'm like, you know, I don't want to reveal my real age. So I'm like, you know, it's bothering me more than it had before. So,
0: yeah. what about emotionally?
2: Um, you know, it's so hard still, um, sometimes to work through the, uh, conscious decision of emotional hunger versus true hunger mm-hmm. uh my biggest crutch when i had weight issues was the emotional physical and mental stress from working in an intensive care unit we're very very busy trauma center um and working with those patients you know was very difficult and um there's a Burger King on the way home. So Mm -hmm. like the smell of it, I was like, oh, if I could just have a cheeseburger, I'd feel so much better. Um, And that sometimes still is an issue. I really have to think about, you know, okay, first, like, are you truly hungry? Are you trying to feed some kind of emotion? What is that emotion? You know, recognize what it is, address it, um, you know, and then if I'm truly hungry for a cheeseburger, I'll have part of a cheeseburger. Mm-hmm. But I need to work through those pieces first to make sure that it's not something else that's triggering me to want that
0: specific food. That's really great advice to go through it step by step.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. See. You just really have to slow down and be intentional with it.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and if I'm like, yeah, I, I just really want a cheeseburger. <laughs> I will not restrict myself from eating you know, obviously not a whole cheeseburger, but part of one.
0: Yeah. Do you eat the bun?
2: I do. Yeah. (laughs) I, I, yeah, I, I do have dumping syndrome, so I have to avoid Mm -hmm. desserts, um, and really sugary things, but, you know, I don't restrict myself from carbs per se. I watch how much I take in in a day, Mm -hmm. but I'm like, I'm okay with some bread.
0: I'm finding I'm having an, a mental issue with carbs. For example, wait, it looks like Chris is dying <laughs> yeah,
2: for <laughs> a second there. Yeah.
0: <laughs> my goodness. Um, My work provided us a lunch the other day and it was mm-hmm. a sandwich and a salad. And I was like, I don't know, I guess I could pick the stuff off the sandwich. And like, I don't, for some reason, there's just suddenly this like mental issue with carbs. And I've never Experienced that before. Yeah, I kind of never did eat the sandwich.
2: Look at at the whole meal like, you know, is what in this meal is going to um, really help my journey? So, Mm -hmm. you know, am I at at the point where I can, um, you know, take some extra carbs in for the day? Like I said, I'm like a total anal tracker. So, you know, I track everything. Mm -hmm. Um, And if it fits into my macros and you know, it doesn't take away from like the other pieces of the meal, like taking in the vegetables and proteins. I'm like, yeah, sure. I'll eat a little bit of the sandwich. No, perhaps.
1: What kind of, um, Oh, um Chris? <laughs> have you noticed that if you have more than one type of carb in a meal, does that affect you in any way?
2: I mean, with the dumping syndrome, if it's, like a more sugary carb um, type thing. I have to be really careful with that. And I have like a pretty immediate effect with my dumping syndrome. Everybody's dumping syndrome is different. I mm-hmm. fortunately don't have the like, holy crap, I have to go to the bathroom issue. I feel like I'm drunk. Like I am dizzy. My heart is races Sometimes I get sweaty. Like I have to lay down. I'm super tired. So, you know, I have to be aware of like what type of carb it is whether it's like a complex carb or a simple carb and even if it's bread you know what what type of bread is it
0: yeah so would that be like a difference between maybe white bread or whole mm-hmm. wheat
2: yeah yeah, yeah
0: for that's sure. really interesting very interesting um i forgot what i was gonna ask yeah <laughs> thanks a lot buddy hey no problem glad i could <laughs> help um So dumping syndrome, Mm -hmm. talk a little bit more about that and exactly how it comes about.
2: Yeah, so fortunately not everyone has it. Um, Some people notice it right away. Um, And mostly with gastric bypass, but I did have dumping with my sleeve too. Um, With ice cream, I think it was like the dairy and sugar combo that got Mm -hmm. me um, with my sleeve. Um, And some people get it later in their journey. It's something they didn't have at first. And nobody knows why. Some people Mm -hmm. don't, some people do. And it is a wide range of symptoms, anywhere from the symptoms that I have to nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, everybody's different. And you can have one symptom, you can have multiple symptoms. It's a really just weird phenomenon that no one knows, like why everyone's so different with it. And it can be triggered by sugar, um, that high sugar intake, but it can also be triggered by eating too much too fast which I've noticed before. Hmm. As a nurse, I'm, I was kind of like, it's like almost like you're trained to eat really fast because you have a short break and you got to yeah. get back to work. So if I fall back into that pattern and I eat something too fast, sometimes I notice it. And I feel like there's one more sugar, too fast, too much. Mm, I feel like there's one more trigger and it's not coming to me at the top of my head. But yeah, and, and unfortunately, it's different for everybody. But mm-hmm. it's that food passing, you know, typically, like, in your small bowel really quickly hmm. that causes the, the problem.
0: Well, that sounds terrible. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't experienced it yet. Oh, good, good. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully you won't, yeah. Well, and I thought, like, I was in the clear because I haven't, but now I'm thinking, well, maybe <laughs> – yeah, <laughs> maybe it's ever, down the pike, you know, yeah, if you
2: ever get any of those symptoms, it's always something to keep <laughs> in mind. And for me, it's just being conscious of what my triggers are. So you know, I, I know that ice cream bothered me with my sleeve. So I've completely avoided that. Um, I went to a nice dinner a few weeks ago, I had a couple bites of cheesecake, that was a bad idea. You know, just it's like, it's like almost, yeah, so it's like, you know, some things I'll tolerate um, so my dog and cat are getting after it. Um, <laughs> sometimes I'll tolerate like a few pieces of candy and other times I won't. So sometimes it's unpredictable too, as to what I can. And unfortunately, you know, as bariatric patients, sometimes we try to push ourselves to that edge just mm-hmm. to see what we can tolerate. And then you're like, why did I do that? I feel like I'm dying. <laughs>
0: I had that with, with some, some chicken nuggets not too long ago. I mm-hmm. thought I could nope. eat a six piece. No. Nope. <laughs> No, nope. six Four was too is the magic many. Number. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was going to die. I remember uh. what I was going to ask. So you do keep track of macros. Yeah. Are you comfortable talking about what your macro numbers are?
2: Yeah, yeah, sure. So I use the Bariatastic app. I'm not sure if you mm-hmm. guys have seen that. Yeah. That's the one that my weight loss surgery center recommends. Um, I find it to be really good. It's much better than it was back in 2010 when I had my sleeve. Have, I mean, my band, I felt like it didn't really have anything in it. Um, but for me, you know, the, the protein they recommend a 60 to 80. Um, I try to shoot more like 80 to 100 because I am a weightlifter, So I want to make mm-hmm. sure I get that extra protein to help me with that lean body mass um, that I'm trying to purposely build. Um, as far as carbs. Uh, so if you're like a keto kind of person, there are like 50 grams or less of carbs a day, like mm-hmm. insane low amount of carbs. I am not a keto proponent whatsoever. Um I try to keep it less than 120. It's that's what my um weight loss surgery center recommends. Um and that really is a good like weight loss um you know uh high point for for carbs around 120. 150 is kind of more if you're maintaining your weight. And mm-hmm. um, so I'm still trying to stay under 120, just because I am trying to do the fat loss. I'm trying to be more fat adaptive, as they say, like to get that fat loss as in building lean muscle. Um, and then fats, I try to stay under 40 grams, try to make sure that they're good fats, because dude, I could eat cheese all day, every day. Like <laughs> I love cheese. Um, so trying to make sure that they are good fats. And then my other big thing I'm trying to watch is fiber too, because I want to make sure I'm getting enough. Fiberg. It just helps, you know, helps you have your bowel movements that you need to have per day. And um, just is a really, really good supplement to, to also keep an eye on. So Baryatastic tracks all of that, which I think is phenomenal.
0: Yeah. I love that app. Mm-hmm. I wish it was a little more responsive. Like sometimes it seems really slow to me.
2: Yeah. Sometimes the barcode scanner like jams on me. I'm mm-hmm. like, ah, I don't <laughs> got time for this.
0: Yeah. So what are you looking forward to the most in the next year?
2: So I just transitioned jobs. I um, was a nurse. I've been a nurse practitioner since 2017. I've worked only in the hospital. Um, I, I am family practice and acute care certified. And I actually just transitioned to my own um, weight loss surgery and wellness center. So I am oh, going. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. So awesome. I am a bariatric nurse practitioner now, who will be seeing all of the postoperative patients. So
0: oh, I'm that's just, amazing. Yeah,
2: I'm looking forward to that journey, and not only using like my medical expertise, but mm-hmm. my own personal journey to help inspire those patients. I'm gonna help set up new educational programs help um with our local support group um you know and hopefully just change lives one person at a time through through that
0: that's awesome and that will be so helpful for the patients to have somebody that's been in the in that sh- in the same situations, yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have to, I have to, you know, really be careful because everybody's journey is so individualized and you really cannot compare your journey to anyone else's mm-hmm. ever, you know, and, and knowing that this has been a 12 year journey for me, I didn't lose 138 pounds just from my bypass or my sleeve or, mm-hmm. you know, over that last two years, this has been a, a long, long journey mm-hmm. to get to where I'm at.
1: I and think then- that's a good reminder too, that it, Everyone's journey is unique and you can't Mm -hmm. compare yourself to somebody that's 12 years along versus 12 weeks along.
2: Right, right. And, you know, and those baseline medical problems, someone that's been diabetic for a long period of time, you know, that has... Um, you know, the beta cells in your pancreas is what um, you need to produce insulin. So someone who's had diabetes for a long time, they don't have as many active cells, they have more insulin resistance, it's going to be harder for them to lose weight than someone who didn't have diabetes. So it's like, everything really needs to be individualized and tailored to each specific person.
0: Mm But I I think that I was listening to a different podcast today. And it was a nutritionist that has also been or has had the sleep yeah. and yeah. And She's on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I love
2: her. She's I so do great. Too. Yeah.
0: And to be able to talk to the patients in, in the kind of way, I mean, granted, you're not going to be able to be super personal because it is a medical situation, but to say, you know, I've, I've been through the liquid diet myself, like exactly. you will get, the other side of it. Yeah, or promise.
2: exactly. Yeah. And you know, the surgeons haven't been and they can say, mm-hmm. Yeah, I know, this is tough, but they don't really know how tough it is. Yeah, and I will tell you the third time round when I had my conversion, it was so tough. I'm like, I just want to eat lettuce, like, please. <laughs> <laughs> I don't just, know why I craved eggs in a salad. Like, that's all I wanted.
0: <laughs> I just want to chew is what yeah, I kept thinking. Exactly.
2: <laughs> it's so true. Like you don't realize how that mentally affects you like Mm -hmm. just the action of chewing you're like I just want to chew something anything I don't care what it is I should be like my dog and chew on my wooden furniture
0: (laughs) (laughs) probably high in fiber yeah maybe (laughs) (laughs) my my other thing was to have that kind of hand-to-mouth motion Mm -hmm. too with Mm -hmm. some kind of silverware
2: yeah yeah it's funny i i joke sometimes because i you know working in the icu a lot of your patients aren't completely always aware of what's going on um and we have these uh pulse oximeters they're called on their finger that glow red well Mm -hmm. if you have a smoker some i would see them like going like this because they (laughs) think it's their cigarette but it's the same thing it's that like you know Mm -hmm. muscle memory and you need that action
0: yeah. It, it's comforting in a way. Yeah. yeah. Because we used to do it all the time with food. Yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. <laughs> yep. I'm a total emotional eater here. Yep. Yeah. And then what tips would you give somebody just starting out?
2: Like I said, just Don't compare your journey to anyone else's. I've heard so many people, you know, doing that saying, well, why is this person here and I'm here? And, Mm -hmm. you know, you you can't because not anyone's journey is going to be like anyone else's. This is not cookie cutter type things. Um, Realizing that like the surgery is a tool and it will get you so far, but you also need to put in the work um, to get it to work for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I wrote notes here. And I have no idea what I wrote. Oh, one day, like just take it one day at a time. You know, Mm -hmm. there are good days and there are bad days. I have bad days too. I am way not perfect in any of this, but give yourself the grace to not beat yourself down for those bad days. Cause tomorrow is a whole new day and another day to make it better. So learn the lessons from, from the days that you think are bad days and, you know, move forward and, and forgive yourself learn to forgive yourself for those yeah. those
0: things yeah that is a big one yeah you know even
2: some of my emotional eating would come from me beating myself up about things mm-hmm. and then i'd be like well screw this i'm just gonna go eat a cupcake now too
0: <laughs> might as well i've ruined yeah, everything well exactly
2: <laughs> yeah i had that mentality like well you ruined the day delicious so ruin it further
0: <laughs> yeah i and i would go further like well this whole week is shot so yeah let's start next monday yeah exactly <laughs> Do you have any other parting words
2: or parting advice? Yeah, you know, just like I said, give yourself grace. Listen to your body. You know your body better than anyone else's. And you are the only one that's going to advocate for yourself. So if you feel like anything is off, don't be quiet about it. Tell your surgeons, talk to your dietitians They're, Your team is there to support you. And if you feel like you need them, re- don't be afraid to
0: reach out. That's great advice. We have thoroughly enjoyed talking with oh, you today. Thanks. Very it's much been so. Fun. Yes. Oh, yes. i enjoyed it too. Thank you. And again, Chris was so super chatty.
1: <laughs> I said more than 15 words this time. That's,
0: that's true. <laughs> He's taking it all in. <laughs> or maybe I'm just dominating the whole conversation. No. And he and I need to have a conversation <laughs> about that. <laughs>
2: You just split
1: up the questions. Maybe that'll make it. Oh. Here. Oh. Well, and, and we, had, we had talked about this, you know, the, during our last interview, but as, as a guy, I feel a little uncomfortable asking some of these questions. It's, it's, it's a little different with you, but you, you being in the, in the medical field, my mom was a nurse. So, yeah. you know, my, my mom and I have probably very, candid conversations that would make a lot of people uncomfortable
2: oh, but yeah. i'm just
1: used to it because you know my uh-huh. mom was a nurse when i was yep. a kid so
2: Dinner you know, conversations at a table with a nurse
1: are totally right. different. <laughs> right, most most families are not sitting there, you know, eating sloppy joes and talking about bowel movements. Right, but exactly. That was normal for us. <laughs> yep, yep, yep,
2: exactly. So uh, that's why I've
1: actually been a little more chatty this time. Is you know, I, I'm I'm more comfortable, no know, especially knowing that you're in the medical field. I did have I did write down one note though. What? And I'm trying to remember why I wrote this down. <laughs>
2: I do it all the time. Don't worry.
1: <laughs> but it was, it was. I guess it was going back to metabolism. What are, what are some things that, especially if you are post VSG, I was trying mm-hmm. to get the initials right. Yeah, if yeah. You're, if you're post VSG, what are some things that you can do to help kickstart your metabolism and and not have it, you know, go up and down and up and down? What right. Are, is there anything yeah, I you mean, can do? So-
2: it's going to naturally go up and down as your caloric intake changes as you're moving forward through your journey you know your your body's very adaptive so your metabolism is going to adapt to that but it's also going to adapt to your weight loss so my meta- my basal metabolic rate um, on my test yesterday I think was 13. 60, which was actually down, but I had lost 10 pounds. So, you know, you have to take into consideration that you're also actively losing weight. So it is going to fluctuate for some time. Um, you know, and the other piece of it is when you are immediately post op, your body is in a in what's called a catabolic state. So you you're losing weight so rapidly that you are losing muscle mass. It's just a natural consequence of the weight loss surgery. Um, you know, so learning to work with that, watching your nutrition is huge and not also overdoing it at the gym initially. You want to ease into it. You don't want to go full force right away while your body's still in that catabolic state because it's just going to be like, what is going on? I don't know how to deal with this and your metabolism is going to slow down even more. Hmm. So yeah, our bodies are super smart.
0: (laughs) And super weird.
2: They are super weird. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. When I have my band, my stomach makes some weird ass noises.
0: Yes. I have noises. Yes. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I don't have it. I had it with my sleeve. I don't have it as much now with the bypass and then, Everybody who has gastric surgery knows the smells that can come out the other end. Holy, <laughs> holy, wow! It's like you're in the grocery store. You got to quick go to the next aisle. You're like, "What's well, me? I didn't do it."
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you don't... nine
1: times out of ten, it is me. <laughs> she'll is. we'll be walking down the the aisles at Walmart, and she'll lean over, and go, "Did you fart?"
0: You should probably
1: like walk a little faster.
0: (laughs) He makes me crazy, but I love him. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, we will let you go because it's getting late where you are. Yeah. 830. Not too bad. Oh, yeah. That's late to us. Yeah. (laughs) That's bedtime.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I'm actually going into the OR tomorrow to observe some operations just so I can kind of see the process. I'm super excited about that.
0: Oh, that sounds amazing. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. I'm excited.
0: That would be so much fun for me. I'm learning so much. We watched one. Yeah, on, on YouTube. Oh wow! I
1: had mine. Yeah,
2: that might have freaked me out a little bit. I don't know.
1: <laughs> as long as they don't show the needles, I'm fine.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, that's how my how my husband too.
1: <laughs> but you know.
2: Yeah, yeah. Oh no, he he literally like cut the tip of his thumb with a circular saw. He's like, look at this. It was like hanging there, and they put a needle in for antibiotics. He's like, he was out.
1: It. I don't feel so good.
2: <laughs> Yeah, yeah,
1: yes. yep, yep. That's <laughs> him. me. That's me. I'm fine going into surgery, going out of surgery. The doctor or the nurse comes in and she's like, "All right, we're going to start your IV," and I'm. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he is a fainter for
0: sure. And then I'm, I don't help it out because I'm like, oh my god. You're being such a baby.
2: <laughs> You're yeah. so
0: dramatic. Not going <laughs> Okay, this time for real, we'll let you go. (laughs) That's (laughs) right. Chris keeps talking. Now he's talking. (laughs) (laughs) But again, we really appreciated talking to you and enjoyed it.
2: Yes, yes, I enjoyed it too. Hopefully, we can chat again some other time.
0: We would love it. That would be awesome.
2: Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, just let me know. We'll see you on the gram. All right, sounds good. (laughs) Good night.
1: Good night. Good night. Bye. Bye.
2: So that
0: was our chat with Heather.
1: I enjoyed talking to her. It was, like I said, very relaxing and getting a medical professional's perspective on this, especially, you know, she knows what to expect and looking at it from the the scientific medical side was.
0: And the fact that she had three different surgeries. Right. That was to learn about all of them. Who are we going to talk to next time?
1: I don't know. We'll have to see.
0: I think we should talk to Pepper next time.
1: Okay. I like Pepper. <laughs> she was very upbeat and friendly and kind of put me on the spot.
0: Yes, yeah, she... stay tuned for next time when we talk to This is just a reminder that neither Amanda nor Chris are doctors and you should always talk to your doctor before making any changes. This is our journey and our opinions. You can always find us on Instagram at bariatric life Podcasts and help support us by clicking subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We hope to have new episodes every Sunday.